0: Hello and welcome to The Bottom Line. This podcast examines the everyday business and finance issues faced by closely held and private businesses. We hope to provide you with news you can use in what we'd like to think of as a jargon-free zone. I'm your host, Dave Plasco, and with us is Tim Schuster, a senior manager in Eisner Ampers Private Business Services Group. Today, we'll discuss with Tim some year-end planning issues that businesses should be considering. Tim, hello. Hey, Dave. It's great to see you again. Glad to be back. Yeah, great to see you. So, Tim, now that we have some lessons learned from this past tax season under our belt, Mm -hmm. I thought this would be a good time to discuss some year-end planning matters. What should businesses be thinking about now?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So one of the things to keep in mind is, depending upon your entity structure, and and just to reiterate to our listeners today, you know, C-Corps are now a flat 21%, so that's relatively straightforward. But flow-through companies can qualify for what's called a qualified business income deduction, right? And what is that? It's meant for S-Corporations, limited liability companies, partnerships, and sole proprietorships, or, you know, just any sort of flow through entity Mm -hmm. and it's taken at the individual level not the entity level, regardless of whether you itemize. That's very key. So this deduction is calculated at 20% of trade business income of these entities. There are limitations based on owner's taxable income, W-2 salaries of the business, and whether or not the business is a service or non-service business. Okay, This is probably the most complicated portion of the new tax law. So business owners who might be able to take advantage of this should be speaking to their tax advisors immediately Immediately. There are some tax strategies and planning moves that could be considered now and may not be available if you wait till the end of the year. You know, a matter that kind of came to mind during our past busy season is reviewing payroll. So depending upon the situation and entity structure, you know, specifically S-corporations, uh, it may not make sense to run all shareholders payroll through compensation. By switching that up, uh, an owner can save on self-employment taxes.
0: Okay. So, so it sounds like we're still unpacking some stuff from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Correct. Exactly. What else? Give us, give us some more. That was great, but give us some yeah. more what, what, what a company should be considering. No, of course. So, you know, in a prior
1: podcast, you know, we discussed comparing budget first to actual. And, you know, what happens a lot during Q4 is purchases of fixed assets. So the new depreciation rules will be favorable until at least uh, 2022. Good. Right now, 100% bonus depreciation is backed. After 2022, bonus depreciation is scaled back by 20% each year. You know, this break on bonus depreciation is applied to assets with the useful life of 20 years or less. And the asset can be new or used. And that's massive. So Section 179 also saw an increase as well up to $1 million. And this limitation phases out dollar for dollar. Once you hit 2.5 million of qualified purchases.
0: Okay. Now, flow through is always big and it has wide ranging Mm -hmm. consequences. What other flow through tax issues are there? Sure.
1: You know, I would be remiss not to mention a few of those. And one that impacted a lot of taxpayers this year was interest expense limitations or 163J. You know, as a reminder, the tax law change impacts primarily those taxpayers who average gross receipts are greater than 25 million million for the preceding past three years. This gross receipt figure is assessed every year on a rolling three-year basis. If a business meets the above criteria for most of this means that net business interest expense or interest expense less interest income in excess of 30% of the taxpayers adjusted taxable income will not not be deductible adjusted taxable income will be defined for the next few years as earnings before interest, taxes and depreciation, amortization, or more commonly EBITDA. After that, adjusted taxable income will be defined as earnings before interest and taxes, or EBIT. This has caused a lot of issues as interest expense has been limited in many taxpayers' instances. However, you can carry forward those non-deductible expenses and take them in future years. There is an opt-out to this and it's best to discuss with your accountant what those options are. And the same is true with loss limitations from flow through entities. You know, some of these can be used to offset against other income. To really hit this home, taxpayers with flow through entities really need to work with a tax tax preparer when faced with these issues.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of moving pieces here, and, and that's why it's so great that, you know, uh, companies can can get, need to get a, a qualified business advisor to kind of wade through this. But, but for our listeners, you know, put a bow on it for us. What is, what's the takeaway here? What does this all mean? Sure.
1: Honestly, discuss 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 you know this podcast barely scratched the surface for year-end planning right I mean really we talked about just the high-level things but the game has changed dramatically when it comes to taxes so depending upon your industry you know it'll change how planning will be handled the earlier the discussion is had with your accountant the easier it is to implement any changes you know you want to make sure you discuss company strategy with your accountant during these year-end meetings you know a lot of business. Businesses will begin transition phases soon. You'll call it. the great transfer, you know, where baby boomers will be retiring and the greatest transfer of wealth will occur. So someone like myself, honestly, we can help with these conversations.
0: Good to know. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's lighten it up a little bit, change gears. Uh, let's talk about one of your New Jersey Historical Society fun facts.
1: Yeah, of course. So, you know, this fact is another odd one, and it's a little bit ironic. You know, it's not specific to New Jersey. However, Henry Clay, you know, the great compromiser of the 1800s, was selected as speaker. speaker. Speaker of the House on his very first day as a congressman. Can you imagine that happened today?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I did not know that, and I did not know that that could happen. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, Tim, thanks again for this valuable information. Of course. And thank you for listening to The Bottom Line, part of the Eisner-Amper podcast series. Visit EisnerAmper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. And join us for our next Eisner-Amper podcast when we get down to business.